Hello everyone, I hope you are having a beautiful day today, but if you aren't, then that's okay. Um, I hope this podcast is something that can make you smile today. Um, Welcome to Day by Day with Prachi Patel, where I talk about topics that inspire me and that maybe some of you guys can relate to. My name is Prachi Patel, if you didn't know, and I'm so happy that you're listening, and I hope you enjoy. So today's episode, ooh, that's really loud. (laughs) Today's episode, I wanted to talk about just college and our college advice, questions that you guys might have on your mind, and yeah, so I'm here with Roshni Patel. Um, She's known me since I was born, I think. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, do you want to introduce yourself? Okay, um, I'm Roshni Patel, just like Prati. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a senior studying neuroscience at Georgia Tech, and right now I'm applying to med school, so I'll be Dr. Patel soon, in a couple of years. Um, and then, like, outside of school, a couple of my passions are sustainability, and I'm vegan just like Prati, so there you go. (laughs) That's me. If you want to know who I got my vegan vibes from, it's from her and her sister. Yep. I have to include your sister because she's going to, like, beat my butt if I don't. <laughs> she's like, no. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. There we go. So, um, before we start, I like to do the three things I'm grateful for. Um, so, if you want to join in, uh, you can go after me if you want. Uh, so, the three things I'm grateful for is um, I've come up with two new recipes this week. I'm a... You know, and they came out really well. I think so. Roshni had some today, and she liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am grateful for the walk we went on today. It was a really nice walk. It's perfect weather, and then I'm just grateful that on a Thursday that we can do this, just because with college and everything, it gets really busy. So I'm glad we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I don't know when Brachi is releasing this, but. This week is election week, so I have to find joy in things because it's a little bit of stress for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) But the walk we went on was really nice. Piedmont Park is definitely one of my favorite places to be this semester. Um, Another thing I'm grateful for is just the fact that I, like, got to slow down a little bit this semester. And I've been, like, really grateful for that lately. Um, And then also, I went to the Tap Farmer's Market last week which Brady told me about and I'm still not over that place it's so cool <laughs> that farmer's market guys I went on Monday and I got 12 different spices just like because and they're such good prices and the quality and quantity is so awesome okay I'm not as crazy as Brady <laughs> yeah I'm obsessed with it like I could spend hours in that place oh, yeah I so made nice. sofritas out of the poblano peppers that I got from there so that's what we ate tonight so yeah yeah it was good Roshni, Roshni can cook there you go Okay, so now that we've done that, we can go ahead and get started. So the first question I wanted to ask you about college is um, how do you balance your schoolwork and a social life? Because you you are a part of a dance team, and then you were a part of a sorority, and then on top of that, you know, you have a great group of friends who you always hang out with. So how do you balance everything? Um, I think that for me, like, me doing well in school right now has, like, so much of an impact on my future because I am trying to go to medical school so I think that was always like a driving force for me but I also surrounded myself with the friends that like definitely put school first and it's like it's definitely difficult I had my times where I like felt isolated from my friends or I felt like I wasn't doing as great in school but um kind of just giving myself the slack I think that I've learned a lot It, it was like really difficult for me to get to this point but that's one thing and then I did find dance as my stress relief so even if I spent three hours a night and then I had to study for a test right after that I knew I had like that was like my me time so yeah yeah that's nice because I feel like you're right we are our harshest critics like it's it's so bad especially because like sometimes I'm like oh I wish I did more today and I'm like doing above and beyond than what anybody else could probably yeah. do. Both of us are the same. Literally, we, oh my God, I'm telling you, I've, so Roshni and I connected more this summer than we have in our entire lives. And like, I swear this summer we realized that our souls are connected <laughs> because we are the same person when it comes to 
boys when it comes to college when it comes to like our priorities our routine like we are so well in our ways and we are not going to change except oh my god that we'll get into the boys part later about that but we are just so set in our ways and it's just so funny whenever we have a conversation i'm never not laughing when i'm with him and it's like the funniest <laughs> stupidest no literally it's just us <laughs> we like, oh my like even this like we just think it's the funniest thing ever um so yeah i like that um so what now that you're a senior and everything i mean obviously uh what's something that you feel you can take away from college that you've learned within the last four years or just you know grown towards yeah um so as everyone knows i was an orientation leader um a couple <laughs> summers ago i'm kind of obnoxious about it but it was definitely the best summer of my life um and i think something that i learned that i like my biggest lesson that I passed away from, not passed away, passed on to my students um, there was like, college is a great time for you to redefine yourself, but don't go and take redefining yourself to a big, like, point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't dance my first semester, and dance is like the biggest part of my life, and it gives me like my self expression. And like, my first semester, I struggled a lot, even though I had like a great group of friends that semester, it just wasn't feeling the best. So, it's just kind of the balance of like not losing yourself in such a big arena mm-hmm. um and also like staying true to who you are i'm i got Prachi to take the enneagram test a couple of months ago and yes. we can, if we have time we can go on and on about the enneagram but oh i learned a lot about myself through that and just like knowing yourself is the biggest thing i guess yeah that test really called me out it was like it's like you're a perfectionist i was like dang how did it know yeah mine is a type eight the challenger and it's like you're not very good at being vulnerable and i was like okay call me out why don't you wow why are you being like that no for sure we could go on about like we we're obsessed with buzzfeed quizzes so whenever like a buzzfeed quiz tells me something about myself i'm like wow none of this really makes sense i don't know that i am hot chocolate but you know buzzfeed tells me yeah buzzfeed tells me hot chocolate i'm like wow they really know me that i'm hot chocolate it's like the stupidest stuff ever but it's like sometimes it's so dead on yeah it's it's crazy but if anyone wants to know about more about the enneagram i can talk days on days on days about that yeah y'all hit up roshni on her instagram (laughs) she can like she's good at conversations she's really good at them okay so um the other one is how did you find your grounding in college like how did you find you know your spot and where you're supposed to be uh so this has taken me a long time it took me three years to find it um because i my spring semester of junior year was like it was just tough because i was like dance was like so much we had like insane competitions that we were going to which was great but it was also just like school and then like me getting ready to apply Mm -hmm. um so finding my grounding like honestly came this semester <laughs> thanks yeah. to corona yeah. but i found like a sense of we were talking about this earlier but i think brachi and i both are very much like hustle people and we need to like know how yeah. to calm down a little bit yeah. so my grounding is like one summer it was yoga another one it was just like the time i got at dance this summer i mean this semester it's like me just having the chance to like go on walks or like work out at the gym so i think like grounding is definitely me putting my body to work physically like exercise and stuff and also just like i like grant my enneagram i'm really um (laughs) true to who i am and my morals and stuff so i think that's something that's definitely pushed me through and like learning how to rely on people yeah so yeah yeah, I feel like we're both very disciplined people. Like, like even just like me with me waking up at like five thirty, everything. Like, there's certain stuff. It's I know. I'm like, okay. But anyways, <laughs> it's like certain stuff that I have to do in the day. So at least I know that I've done something. So like working out like five days a week. But yeah. that's just me because I want to do it and it gets my body moving and I feel good. And then journaling, meditating, all of that stuff. It just makes me feel good, so I want to do it. And then when I finish my homework, then I'm like, all right, what now? And it's like 2 p.m. I'm just over here. I'm like, should I take a nap? (laughs) I do take a nap. And then I just wake up, eat, then go back to sleep. (laughs) I don't think I'm as organized or as structured as Bratty is. I do not wake up at 5.30. I still wake up kind of early, like 7.30, 8. Yeah. But... Better than most people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. 
<laughs> it's fine. And then my like days have been scattered lately. But yeah, I think that just like knowing what my end goal is is definitely something that keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm. You don't know something crazy? Sometimes I think 5.30 is too late. I'm like, oh my god, I need. I should have been awake like an yeah, hour ago. Yeah, you told me 3 a.m. a couple of like, Yeah, sometimes, ago. yeah. So um, because I've been going home every weekend, um, my dad picks us up at 6 a.m. Because <laughs> he, um, he likes to go to work early. Um, he owns a business, so he likes to do that. And then my mom she ain't gonna pick us up at 6 a.m so and it just works out the best for us and so i like when i get home i it's too late because it'll be like seven o'clock seven o'clock it's 7 a.m and i'm over here like oh well i don't really want to do anything when i get back to my house um so i wake up at 3 a.m and i do everything that i need to do i work out i meditate i journal i read i do all everything i need to do and the only thing that i do when I get home is like eat breakfast just because 3 a.m. is too early to eat breakfast. That's like drunk night snacking territory. (laughs) That reminds me of this one hike that our families went on. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. It was a sunrise hike at Stoke Mountain, but our parents decided we need to be there at 5.30 so my family left at like four o'clock because you know Stone Mountain is only thirty minutes away, but we needed in an hour and a half to get there. Literally. We 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 what we woke up at three thirty and then yeah. yeah we left at four and then they, they were still like oh my god we're late <laughs> and we get up there and we're like waiting for half an hour for the sun to come up and I'm over here walking with Roshni's sister and she's like she's super hustle she's like no if we stop then we're gonna lose our momentum I'm over here like <laughs> I'm gonna lose my momentum it's okay. <laughs> It's a hard hike, so if it's, anyone yeah. wants to go sunrise hike, it's worth it. It's worth it, but it's it's so intense. Like yeah. you have to stop at least two or three times just Especially to catch when your you're breath. Tired. Yeah, and like I, I didn't think I'd be that hot, but and I wore like a light jacket. I like my I took it off and my arms were drenched <laughs> in sweat. It was so gross, but it was worth it. It was a good hike. Yeah. We like hung out so much this summer. Our yeah. fam because of like corona and everything we did small group hangouts whenever we could but like we didn't hang out like when corona first started just because how intense and crazy it was but once everything started like opening back up and everything we only hung out with our group and our group only it was like crazy every weekend there was always something for us to do it was like six families which like at first kind of stressed me out but then i realized that we were within our quarantine circle and it makes sense so we were good and i'm i'm glad that this summer happened because i definitely like got closer to all us girls yeah i feel like yeah it's no for real because i feel like we all we all knew each other but we didn't really know each other yeah and so especially like with all of these um these hangouts that we've had and plus the girls trip that we went on i feel like we really connected more Mm -hmm. and it was so nice to me because i feel like we learned a lot about each other that i wouldn't have thought of like yeah. It's really cool how much we learn about each other. I liked it. Um, so now navigating into dating in oh, college. Nice. So um, we don't do relationships. <laughs> it's not that we don't want to, but it's just that we haven't found anybody who we want to with. Yeah. Um, well, I can like talk a little bit about my experience in college um I had like one relationship like two years ago so that was like my sophomore year but it just like didn't work out for multiple reasons and then I think that I got like it's this hustle thing again like Mm -hmm. I realized that I didn't have I mean I just didn't have the emotional like energy or time like yeah you know my team was basically Mm -hmm. my boyfriend Mm -hmm. I you know took care of it 15 hours a week yeah (laughs) um yeah so I think that that was like a big reason why I just like didn't date in college but like I've had like I've watched different relationships like happen and I definitely think that like dating in college is a great thing it's just like sometimes I'm like maybe I could have like calmed down a little bit and I could have found someone but also I'm like I don't think that this was the time in my life you know like 100% I agree it's like even I'm a sophomore and sometimes I hear the conversations of oh my god like you're 19 years old and you haven't had a boyfriend like maybe you know you should start looking at everything I'm like but but what is at the front door (laughs) okay let me cut that (laughs) okay I think someone's at the front door one second you guys okay we're back (laughs) so someone was on the front door sorry my Alexa is connected to my house so oh yeah her house back home okay 
that I was I was like I was like bro who yeah I have a motion detection for this one bedroom yeah I was, I was like I was like I don't hear anything <laughs> no for sure even like being 19 I feel like they were like well maybe you should be in a relationship right now and I was always like but what do I need to be in a relationship for yeah. it's always my mindset but yeah I think that like well my first relationship was when I was 19 too mm-hmm. and I think that like um I probably definitely rushed into that relationship, but that's like a whole nother can of worms dope. <laughs> um, but I think that comparisons is a really big thing. And like, like growing up in high school, it was like more, I just didn't see the point of it. And also like growing up as an Indian, like you, like, like Brachi might not be the same, but I know that I only date Indian boys. <laughs> I have a type for. I have not ones. found one good-looking Indian boy who I connect with. So if there's one out there, please let me know. I'm asking the universe for it. I'm putting it out there. So that was like another reason why I didn't like ever date in high school. But like, yeah, I think comparisons, like you were talking about, everyone yeah. like asking you and stuff like that, and like. I'm lucky because I'm, like, 21, but I know that, like, some people, like, their parents have already started finding Mm -hmm. them people and stuff like that. And, like, me going and having, like, four more years of school, like, I don't have to worry about it as much. I joke with my ba, my grandma, a lot. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, ba, you got to find me a man now. (laughs) (laughs) She would find you the best man. (laughs) She would find you a good man. She would. I want to go to school in Philadelphia. And she was like, um... I have these people in Philadelphia, like, blah, 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 <laughs> Yo, like, okay. the North has some cute boys. <laughs> North's got some cute boys. Um, but I feel like it's also because we are we have such, like, high expectations for anybody, especially because, yeah. okay, so one thing really similar about us is that we are both so connected with our families. Yeah. It's like, it, and it's like, I feel like nobody really else besides our two families, maybe others, but like, I've noticed it more with our mm-hmm. families. We are so connected. Like we, me with my dad's side of the family and then you with your mom's side of the family. Yeah. And maybe your dad's too. But like, we're all just like, it's crazy how, cause like, it's, it's not that it's not just, oh, we need to, if we like the guy, it's okay. No, it's, um, my dad's gotta like the guy. My mom's gotta like the guy. My aunt's gotta like the guy. My aunt's boyfriend's dog's gotta like the guy. <laughs> Everybody's a has to like this guy. And it's like so much pressure. Yeah. So, so like, if you, if you bring a guy over, you best believe he has to be like top notch, top quality. You can't be bringing no slugger over here. <laughs> he has to bring a, you have to bring like a, a nice boy yeah if if y'all know any nice boys i mean i can't find any but let me know yeah i think like you're one of the oldest but me being like one of the middle ones i've seen like my cousins bring different people within the house and then like seeing how everyone judges them and stuff and i like in the back of my mind i mean like i haven't really been actively dating um we haven't been seeking anything yeah i haven't either and i think that's a big thing and that's why i think like my mental health and everything has been okay because i'm like not like i know a lot of girls are fixated on this fact that they want to be in a relationship and stuff like that but it like isn't what i want so i think i'm okay with it but yeah anytime i ever think about someone i'm like will they fit into this family even if it's like me crushing on someone i'm like I'm like, but how would they do with the family? Are they gonna? My family's ruthless. That's so. like on top of that. It's it's also how is my family gonna connect with their family? Like, are our families gonna get along? Because if you see the guy and then he like talks somewhat about his family, like you also have to think, okay, it's not just me who has to talk to his family. It's yeah. my parents that have to talk to his family. It's so it is like it really flows back deep into that river. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. And this like sums a conversation of like a lot of us like dating to marry versus dating casually and I think that like with well I the way that my friends group worked out is like everyone's been like in long-term relationships so like whoever they're with right now they're basically going to end up with or like somewhat along those lines so it's like I don't like I always inherently think about it and there's times where I'm like oh maybe I'll just like casually date but it's just not something that's written in me because I have this back of my mind where I'm like okay the family how will they fit in exactly like I yeah that's why I I try not to take anything I'm doing with a guy too seriously just because Mm -hmm. um that when that expectation gets there it kind of ruins the fun of it for like in the moment yeah because like then then I'm like too I'm I'm an overthinker as it goes like in general I overthink everything so Mm -hmm. whenever it comes to relationships I don't want to overthink it and it's hard not to 
So as like I just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. As like you know, dangerous as that sounds, <laughs> I just want to have fun. It's nice to, you know, be in a be in a friendship. Yeah. With a guy, I just honestly, I'd rather have like a real. I'd rather have a guy best friend than a, like a boyfriend. I feel like that's way more fun. Yeah, guy friends get you differently, and that's why like the team I'm on is a. Um, is a uh co-ed team so like that i get a lot of my guy friends from that and i feel like there's just a different sense of friendship and i think that like friendship is another conversation that kind of goes along with relationships because i feel like especially in corona i've noticed like my relationships quote unquote are like ones that i want to focus on more with my friends because we're all graduating in the way that georgia tech goes is all of us are trying to like move to different parts of the country and it's like lately my biggest focus has been just like getting the most quality time together because I went from living with five of my best friends to living by myself so like I have to be more intentional about my yeah friendships but I, I like how we both have our own places and now that we are more connected we hang out a lot more than I thought we would because like yeah. in the past couple of years even or even last year when I was still in Atlanta we didn't really hang out like that yeah but now it's like we don't even need our parents we just hang out by ourselves sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's just like mom's like what are you doing I'm like oh I'm going to Roshni's she's like oh ask her if she needs anything <laughs> I'm like okay <laughs> even Roshni's mom texts me and it's awesome because <laughs> Roshni's mom makes the best vegan food ever my mom mom too but Roshni's mom's cooking is on a whole nother level yeah my mom's had to deal with five years of two vegan girls so yeah she's got they're basically really- they're basically vegan whenever Roshi and Rhea are home they're basically vegan too yeah. and that's okay it's just gutty which is this one Indian thing that my mom will refuse to make vegan for herself <laughs> yeah yeah for my my parents it's like ja <laughs> well not no not my dad because my dad doesn't drink yeah. milk or dairy so it's mm-hmm. my mom yeah and it's like ghee which is like clarified butter they claim it's vegan because they because <laughs> the milk is taken out of it but that does not make it vegan it's like lactose free milk yeah I'm over here like mm, still doesn't still doesn't work out that way. Yeah, yeah. We were having this conversation earlier, Prachi and I, and it was about this whole like veganism and then relationships and stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. think that like one thing that I've been like looking for in like whatever ends up happening, which will be like probably in a couple of years now, because who knows where I'll be in the fall, <laughs> um, is just mutual respect. Because I think that like as much as I would love for like my significant other to be vegan or follow this plant fate plant-based whole food like whole shebang Mm -hmm. it's gonna be difficult and I think that like the respect spawns beyond like obviously my diet choices and into um like any sort of lifestyle choice I have but I think that that's something that like is a big factor for me and people are like that totally makes sense aren't you supposed to respect them and I'm like not all the time. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I 100% agree. And what I've, like, realized with relationships, any in general, but especially with, like, significant other relationships, it's a lot of, like, um, give and take. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, like, if I'm giving you vegan food, you better take it and eat it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and you better like it. But I swear, if you, like, my brother is one of the most, like critical people he's like he's like no i'll taste that it's vegan i was like what are you gonna taste that it's vegan he's like i just know that it's not like it's not where it's supposed to be like the quality isn't good i'm like okay and so sometimes like i made tomato soup right and it was vegan because i was i had it and he had it and he goes did you buy this at the store i'm like no i made it you little butt like I was like, and I bet you didn't even know it was vegan either. <laughs> but I mean, he kind of guessed because I was having it. But he wouldn't. He could not point out one thing probably about yeah. that dish that didn't taste like a normal tomato soup. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like this is completely off topic, but I like learned no, about yeah. it earlier today. Um, and it's like how there's a lot of vegan foods that like the way that we were like raised it's like all our indian food is basically mm-hmm. vegan and like the food that you make is like more vegan but then where i think Dhruv can tell when it's like not vegan is like the fake meat and stuff like that yeah and it's like if anyone ever wants to explore it there's a whole like debate between the vegan community about how like there's privileged vegans who don't really 
exemplify the vegan lifestyle because they feed into this culture and like the environment and sustainability and I could go on and on and on about it but that's not the topic of today's podcast <laughs> it could be if you want to go on about it I mean go ahead I'm down to hear I'll it. have to bring more of my sources in but it is interesting to see like even within like a certain like lifestyle there's so many different um what's it called like facets and people who are like this is how you're supposed to live and this is how you're supposed to live and I think it all does stem back if we're gonna tie back to our original thing is about how you're supposed to do college and how you're supposed to do relationships and like everyone's gonna tell you a different way and I think that like the biggest thing and like this is when I give advice to people who are trying to like like I've been talking to a lot of the people in my sister's year because she's a freshman about like going to medical school and stuff like that and I'm like well, like, I can't tell you what way I'm, like, you're supposed to do it because mm-hmm. the way I'm living life and doing my life is not going to be the same that you're going to do it. And, like, I think everyone wants to fit into this one, like, perfect box and this is how I'm supposed to live my life. But, like, I realized that you just can't care about what other people say and you got to live your life. Yeah. I've, like, yeah, especially now within the past couple of years, I feel like when we were younger, we used to really be like oh my god what's this person gonna say because that's how we were like groomed our parents would be like well okay you want to do this but what's like yeah this lady gonna think over here that i met at the grocery store five minutes ago what's she gonna think you know and it's it's like it's really crazy but now as we get older we we i mean we are our own reflection of the choices that we make you know Mm -hmm. it's not really i mean it is still like based on our family but at a certain point like a certain time they have to realize okay we're grown adults and now we make our own choices our parents are gonna like do everything for us we have our own mouths and we use them to talk so whatever we do talk about or whatever we choose to not talk about or whatever decisions we make we have to realize that that really just signifies us and what we stand for rather than what our parents might stand for Mm -hmm. and it might be completely opposite yeah it it comes from this whole thing about like what are other people gonna think Mm -hmm. like you haven't watched Hustle Minaj's Patreon. Oh my God. His like, I can't remember what phrase he uses, but like, it's the same thing. Like, I think that like, like we've had conversations about how you used to think about like what everyone used to think of you. And that's like how I spent like a lot of my time and I don't think I fully grasped it. Like, I think like facet summer, like orientation summer definitely helped me. I was like, at the beginning of it, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be the best orientation leader. Like, I'm yeah. not like this. I don't fit this box. I'm not extroverted mm-hmm. enough. And then I realized like, that's not what this is supposed to be in life is not supposed to be about doing the right I mean not the right thing it's not about doing the thing that like everyone thinks and I think once I let go of that I really saw my like self-confidence grow and I was like okay like my GPA might not be a 4.0 and my like everything might not be like as tip-top as it should be but it's like I'm doing the best that I can and then like that confidence grew and I think that's why like I don't think I was ever ready for a relationship and I think this is the point where I am ready for a relationship because I'm finally like I know myself you like like I feel like the whole part of like a lot of people jump into relationships is because they're scared to be alone by themselves yeah and like now that both of us have found out who we are because we were alone with ourselves that we are able to want to extend our like extend our love and yeah. every compassion and everything that we want to someone else because we feel this love for ourselves and we want to share it with other people mm-hmm. i mean it, even, it doesn't even have to be in a, like a boyfriend girlfriend relationship you can add more friendships you can add yeah. more like you can add different things like get a dog maybe you want to show some love get a dog <laughs> yeah that'd be kind of fun that would be kind of fun. Get a dog. Yeah, a dog. I don't, I like can't imagine having a dog in this space. But I couldn't. I couldn't imagine having a dog in general just because of how like tight knit and like organized and how much of a clean freak I am. And like that dog shedding everywhere would like drive me up the walls. Mm-hmm. It would Find be a so hypoallergenic fun. one. I know, but they still kind of shed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like itty bitty. Like I want one of those itty bitty little, you know, like I could just, you know, hold it in my arms and everything. The teacup one. Yeah. But it's not like, mm-hmm. and then the fact that we live in a, like an apartment building, just like taking it down when her has to go to the bathroom and yeah. do all of this stuff. Yeah, no, it's no, nice no. in theory. <laughs> yeah, in theory. I'll but get a, you want to get a fish instead? <laughs> no, I do not want a fish. I think if I had a pet, it would have to be a dog. I don't think I, I had a fish once when I was younger and it like died four days later. So. Really? Oh my God. My parents would never get me a pet. I got it from a birthday party. It was like a, their goodie bag. They give you a fish? Yeah. What? 
it was really weird, but yeah. I, I really ran with it. Yeah, they're like, oh, here's a fish. Happy birthday. Or not you, mm-hmm. happy birthday. Thank you for coming to my birthday party. Here's a fish. Yeah. Do whatever you want with it. <laughs> I cannot imagine getting a fish as a birthday gift. <laughs> so my brother just turned 21. And so he would, my mom wanted to do like party gifts or whatever and they didn't come in until after the party yeah and so we had to go home one weekend for my grandma's birthday and so that was it was a double weekend because all the gifts came and (laughs) nothing was labeled nothing had drew's 21st birthday on it so we went to michael's and we got like the um paint markers and everything and we me and my dad because drew and my mom have the worst handwriting in the entire world it's so bad well it's not the worst but it's just mine and my dad's are better yeah so we we sat there the entire day and we wrote drew's 21st birthday on every single thing that my mom ordered from Mm -hmm. as a parting gift and then we packed all the boxes oh my and then it was like a whole thing and then there was a debate of like my my i was like I was over here arguing, not arguing with my mom, but I was telling my mom. She's like, she's like, okay, but like, because we were planning on handing it out a certain day. So she's like, she's like, oh, well, if you give it to this person, what about this person? They're going to feel bad. And you just invited them today to go to this thing. And now if they don't have one in their hand, they're going to feel bad. Which, okay, I get. And it, like, I guess an Indian like society way, it doesn't look good. Yeah. But I'm over here. I'm also like, when it comes to all of that stuff, I always think like they're overthinking it yeah and it but it's like also at the same time i'm like okay well maybe i'm just underthinking this but i don't really know where that spectrum lies yeah the whole yeah i definitely see that and it's like with some of my cousin's weddings coming up they're like oh you have to invite this one and this one and yeah this oh my one. god weddings um but i think it's like this also spans into like the fact that the way that i view friendships is i i'm not the person to have like so many best friends like i don't consider myself having a best friend like my sister is probably my best friend, you know? Like, that's yeah, like. Yeah, that's the best best friend. Yeah, that's probably where it is. And even if we fight all the time. <laughs> sometimes I just look at their fights and I'm like, wow. And then sometimes I look at me and my brother and he's over here grabbing my hair and about to knock yeah. me out. But I think it's like the whole thing. Like, I. And it's like something I've learned through college and it's the comparison thing again. And I yeah. think. I going back I think my biggest thing like piece of advice for someone is don't compare yourself because I spent too much time comparing myself and it's like the way that I think you have to know yourself to know what kind of friendships work for you like I'm an extroverted introvert so I like my best time is when I'm alone and like Brachi's the same we're both like yeah yeah. (laughs) we're the same person (laughs) so like I love being around people and like it's, but it's, like, I was telling her earlier today, it's, like, one-on-one hangouts are, like, my jam because, like, yeah, like, parties are fun and I can, like, have fun and it'll be, like, three or four hours of my day, yeah. but I'd rather just spend, like, the time just really getting to have those mm-hmm. deep, meaningful conversations with people. And, yeah. No, I 100% agree. Just because whenever you have one-on-one conversations, you're really able to talk to someone rather than if you're at a party with, like, eight or nine people you're not able to have a proper conversation. And I get, like, in that kind of environment, it's fine. Like, you're just hanging out. You're, like, dancing. You're having fun and everything. But it can only, like, be fun for a certain amount of time until it gets, like, either annoying or you're just over here, like, I I don't know what to do Mm -hmm. anymore. And it gets overwhelming. I feel like it gets really overwhelming. Yeah, I'd rather sit down and have one-on-one... Like we're doing right now, I'd rather sit down and have these one-on-one conversations. I wrote down a whole bunch of questions, but we completely went off. And I'm so happy that we did. That's why I like having conversations with her so much. Because like we can like talk about anything for hours and hours we were walking and just like the randomest things that came to our head and like it's never quiet with us we just have ongoing conversations and it's so much fun yep i think the whole like overwhelming thing is something that i like learned because i like briefly mentioned this earlier but i lived in an apartment and i was six girls and then like this is also why i learned how to be alone because every single one of these girls was in a relationship so it was like <laughs> our apartment north Ave east 12 i mean 909 biggest like place for everyone to come in we had like all our littles coming out we had our like teammates everyone but like i think that that was like a rough like gear for me mentally because it was always like i was on 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 and then when i was manager at practice i had to be on and i couldn't like take the time to myself yeah. and like i was just overwhelmed and exhausted from that and i think that like 
I learned how to like mm-hmm. not be as overwhelmed and I learned that like me living with less people is probably better because like then I have that I'm not at feeling as obligated to always like be in the living room until 2 a.m and stuff yeah, like that no for sure because even when when my roommates are in the living room I sometimes yeah. I'm like oh maybe I should go join them and then other times I'm like um I'm locking my door mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's okay because even they do that too because yeah. everybody needs their alone time and it's it's honestly learning to like it's learning that ha- ha- being alone shouldn't make you feel guilty because yeah. I feel like a lot of times it, it like makes you feel like oh I'm not like you know I should be hanging out with this person like it's bad that I'm not doing this this and this but like being alone is really good for your mental health your physical health it's good for everything because everything revolves around everything I feel like yeah and I think yeah your point about like your mental health is like a big thing like as much as like you get stressed and I'm like this is another comparison thing where I'm like okay like I'm here it's a Friday night I'm like literally just came back from dinner and now I just want to spend the night like by myself but I see people like all hanging out until the wee hours and it's just like this isn't a healthy thing and I think that like you have to start like just yeah give yourself the time and meditate like Brachi has been really good about it she sat with me leading a meditation and it was so hard for me to stay like focused but yeah I can't I've like I tried doing guided meditations but because I like having conversations with the universe I realized that just playing the music in the background is what really helps me and stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah going back to especially like um now us learning about mental health now because we didn't really know what it was when we were younger we were just like okay this is how we feel how do we quote unquote fix it or like you know make it go away Mm -hmm. and now we like realize that we have to like actually deal with the stuff that goes on and we can't like just push it aside I've pushed it like when I was little like that's all I did I pushed over pushed stuff to the side and even now like there's still some stuff that I need to work on but I still push it over to the side but that's just because when we were younger we didn't really know what mental health was and our parents never really taught us about it or nobody in the community really talked about it mental health wasn't really a thing for Indians like it never seemed like a thing and now that Mm -hmm. it is we are really trying to understand it and learn what it is yeah I think mental health is like it's also one of my big passions I have too many passions anyways no that's good you're always (laughs) on the move I like it yeah I think that it's something that I'm still learning about and it's something that I need to fully like delve into but I think that as you said like mental health especially within the South Asian community is so tough like you like, you're taught to kind of, like, bottle up your emotions, mm-hmm. like, at least for me, I, like, I think I was lucky because my mom is very good about, like, asking me, like, how I'm feeling and, like, trying to get me to open up because my type 8 self really will not <laughs> open up to things, and I think that, like, it's always been a thing, like, vulnerability in difficult times, but I'm, like, teaching myself that I need to do that, and I'm teaching myself that, like, you got to put yourself first, and I think that that, like, is another thing. It's, like, with the whole like what are people gonna say it's like yeah don't care about it yeah it it literally goes back to that i yeah i totally see where you're coming from because back when um any type of mental health was like any type of mental health situation came up it's always like so everybody i don't know how but everybody knows everything like in the in the community so whenever like something like comes out about you maybe having like like you'll be like oh I have like anxiety you tell your parents okay I have like anxiety or something like that like I don't feel like I'm in the best place I feel like I need to get some help but just like saying those words like I need to get some help sometimes they're like oh well I get you need to get help but um at the same time like they, they also didn't know how to help us yeah for themselves sure. because yeah. they never went through it so it's also me asking for help but them not knowing how to actually help us in a way mm-hmm. because they haven't been through the same situations we have or if they have and they have been through that situation and they tell us what they did but that doesn't work for us because their way is just oh put sliding it over and like yeah. not dealing with it you know yeah i know that a lot of people's like mental health suffered through quarantine and I think mine yeah. definitely wasn't the best yeah. but like what were some ways that you like helped like stay sane through that, uh, especially those beginning months dude like honestly it was like for a while it was like pretty dark for a good second just because um being in my apartment I had my routine and everything like mm-hmm. I was very structured so when I came back home because I couldn't stay in the apartment anymore uh, my structure got like completely destroyed and so that really put me in like some type of mood and I was I felt like I 
wasn't really as best as I should be. So what really helped me was getting back into the structure and finding a new groove of things. Yeah. And it was also because I moved from living with three people um, to, and like, you know, they did their own thing and I did my thing. And mm-hmm. I was usually just hanging out by myself or hanging out with my friends and I could do stuff in my own time. But now living back at home, I was surrounded by people. There's always someone at home, so I never really got time alone. Yeah. There was always someone, like, around me doing something. There was always noise. It was, honestly, it was me learning how to prioritize my alone time. That was, like, one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. And once I learned how to do that, along with, like, gaining some structure again, yeah, it, like, it really powered through. How did you do it? Like, I really want to know. Um, I think that... Like, I've, like, talked... I've mentioned this so many times, but junior year spring was, like, a tough one. And then I think that, like, honestly, like, as much as quarantine sucked and not being able to see my friends sucks, like, I really did need that time where it was just, like... Oh, yeah, 100%. I just, like, went from being, like, on at, like, 2,000% to just, like, not having to worry Mm -hmm. about as many things. And I think that, like, that definitely helped me. And then at the beginning of quarantine, like, I remember I would just, like, kind of, like, sit on my butt all day, like... I wouldn't really do anything and I would be like oh school's there like I would log in but like it was just like also like screen fatigue was such a big thing and then like Rhea my younger sister is really into like working out and stuff so then she I would like see her every morning and she would spend like an hour in like my mom's little studio room and then I think that just like going on those walks and like doing like like working out and stuff has like gave me like one sense of control in my life and I was like okay I know like my body can do this and I'm like okay like I'm controlling something in my life and that's like all that I could hope for you know yeah and that's like it's a I'm glad you brought that up because that's honestly how I felt I felt so out of control yeah like I felt like I I couldn't control anything especially because like you're in you know it's corona like you you really can't control anything outside Mm -hmm. so like trying to control yourself was so hard because coming from a place where you know everything was good and then every I mean it was like during corona it was still like we still had a blessed life you know but at the same time our structure was destroyed and we didn't like we didn't have any control of what was going on and what decisions we made at a certain in a certain way Mm -hmm. it was like it was weird but I will say I grew in corona more than I've ever grown in my whole life yeah for sure like oh my god like just even realizing stuff about working out like I moved out of hit workouts and everything and into Pilates and I realized that works best for my body before I like it was so weird because I feel like a lot of people started a lot of people either gained weight or lost a lot of weight yeah I was like wondering yeah and so I didn't want to be on that side of the spectrum so I like lost weight and yeah it was like it wasn't I mean, it was kind of intense, but it wasn't even because of, like, I was still eating the same way I was eating back, like, how I lived at my apartment, but it was just the fact that I became more conscious of what I was eating, Mm -hmm. just because when I was, you know, when we were in college, we walked, like, two or three miles, like, just, just, like, out of our heads, walking to class and all this stuff, right? But now that we're at home, we're just sitting all day, Mm -hmm. or, like, you know, we might go for walks or something, but... You really can't do anything, so you had to really become either conscious or like let go. And because I'm so tight knit and wound up, that I had to, I had to have something I can control. And so that was food for me, and I tried yeah. to control it, and it was it was kind of intense. Yeah, it's like then when you're talking about that and like walking and stuff like that, I'm thinking about like brain fog and stuff. And like mm-hmm. as I mentioned, I'm a neuroscience major, so like all of this stuff is nerding me <laughs> out and stuff. But if you ever want to like talk about that, we can like the whole like how your body reacts to your external factors and like the fact that like I could feel my body not deteriorating but like my mind was just not as stimulated because I wasn't like I checked my like activity rings a couple weeks ago and like in January I would walk like 17,000 20,000 steps and then like in March when you saw like that happen it was like one or two thousand steps and then I was like back home so I was eating more Indian food and then like yeah like a lot of different things just like fogged my brain and then once I got more conscious of it again Mm -hmm. and I think that's like another big aspect of like life like just learning how to listen to your body it was we were so out of balance yeah 
we were and it was like it was like I didn't know what to prioritize first whether Mm -hmm. it was my actual like physical health with my body because you know we were trying to keep our immune systems up like trying not to get corona and everything staying as safe as we can and then on top of that it really affected like staying so high alert and our minds could never rest because we were so like up about it our mental health started like deteriorating Mm -hmm. and at that point we like you know, it was like tit for tat. Like we had to prioritize one thing over the other instead of balancing them both out and like yeah. letting them work together. Yeah, I think intuitive, just like anything, yeah. like listening to your body about working out. And I think that's something I learned over quarantine because I would be like, I would go like 14 or 15 days with like, like even if it was just like a rest day, but it was like a long walk. And like, yeah. I wouldn't ever like let my body just sit you know yeah. and like I learned that like now I kind of just need those sloth days <laughs> literally that those are like Sundays for me so if you want to get down on a Sunday I will literally <laughs> come here and we can just oh, we can we can watch anything yeah and that's yeah it's something that's definitely what I we learned can watch quarantine. oh yes you know Giada? <laughs> cooking shows are our favorite we're like obsessed with cooking shows like if you go through my YouTube feed <laughs> it's cooking shows and meditation videos <laughs> that's I it. think mine is a mix of like all these like fitness influencers like how to get like like work at the gym and then some like food and then some is just like random little like that's like my like intuitive eating health and like conscious or like all of that yeah. stuff is all in my tiktok and now like on tiktok i don't even watch like the for you i yeah. literally just watch the people i follow and they're like the most entertaining to me ever you deleted tick do you have it do you have it again? i don't have tiktok and it's yeah, been like she deleted it like three months I think yeah Yeah. um and I think that's like another thing I was like I was spending so much time on my phone and it's like even if I wasn't spending the time on my phone I was on my laptop and I was like Mm -hmm. it's still something that I'm like trying to figure out and I'm like kind of stressed about the like when I go back and how I'm going to manage like my days and stuff and I think that I need to like find a hobby that doesn't require and I've like gotten more into cooking now so I think that'll be my way of not being on my phone (laughs) You can't cook with us because we literally have no recipe. We're just like, we just like toss something. We're like, it needs some more. It needs yeah. some of this. That's why I can't bake to save oh my, my God. life. Oh my God, dude. No, even like me now baking those banana bread muffins. I'm just like, eh. like I pour yeah. it in. I'm like, maybe a little more. And yeah. then it's, I mean, it comes out good. So yeah. I, I think guess. baking, like if you want flavor, you can change it. But the like balance of the like, um the flour to the baking powder and all of that like mm -mm. yes like i put more baking powder in my cooking just because (laughs) i like the rise of it so like my muffins look like freaking (laughs) like giant like buttons i don't know buttons mushrooms i don't know they just look really yeah they are really big banana bread muffins but yeah that's like crazy we like yeah we did learn a lot about ourselves during corona Mm -hmm. and i think i also learned about relationships like less like dating and like significant other relationships but more like friendships and i learned like how to like keep in touch better and i learned like there's like the smallest things that like matter it's just like a quick little facetime like y'all i hate to i hated having phone calls and i hated facetimes like like, I would get, like, anxious from really? that. Yeah, oh, from wow. phone calls when I was, like, really young. Like, it was just, like, I don't know why I didn't like talking on the phone, but now it's, like, one of my favorite things. Like, we have a friend that goes to school in Macon, and, like, me and her, like, FaceTime at least, like, once every, like, two weeks or so just to, like, catch up and stuff. And it's, like, something we never did before, but it's just, like, those, like, small little conversations. It's, like, I like I hate texting now because I'm, like, what, what it's so am I going to... It's so impersonal. Yeah. I feel like it's so impersonal. Honestly, uh, with Corona, I realized the little things do matter. Yeah. Like, that's, like, one of the biggest things I've realized. Mm-hmm. It's even just, like, sending, like, some of my friends a quick text. Be like, hey, like, like if you're going through anything, like, I want you to know yeah. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm, if you want me to talk, like, completely putting my... And it's, it's also kind of nice for myself because I get out of my own head and I focus on something else besides mm-hmm. whatever was going on with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think learning how to, like, um, what's it called? celebrate the small victories in life like you're talking about like especially like I'm applying to medical school right now and like I could be like a ball of stress and anxiety all the time but I've like learned that like I've like I need to celebrate like smaller things that are happening in my life like I got a really cool like position I mean not a position but I got accepted into like this really cool like public policy thing where I'm learning a lot about health policy and like 
yeah, it's not the exact thing. Like, I'm, I'm not in school yet. But once I get to school, like, this will yeah. help me so much. And, like, even, like, outside of school and, like, just, like, knowing that you have someone. I feel like the best way to describe it is, like, taking small steps into a bigger plan. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you are, you're taking small steps into something that you know it's going to help you out, like, massively in the future. Like, even now, in college right now, I'm, you know, I'm cooking and everything, and that's just, that's just because I like it, but it's also working towards my future. Yeah. Which is really nice. Which is something that, like, I think we have in common where it's, like, our end goals are so, like, far away, but they're, like, so big, but everything that, like... We just need to learn, like, yeah, that's, like, a million light years away. And I used to think, like, all I needed was, like, medical school and, like, becoming a doctor. And, like, that's so far away and I would be, like, so stressed about that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, it's, it's like, the small steps and it's yeah. something that I've had to learn. Yeah. It's taking those small steps, but I am so impatient. Like, I want to yes. work on it. <laughs> I am so impatient. Like... Even, like, some of the, like, small stuff, it's it's just, like, I had a, like, last week, I had to, uh, the bank was busy, and I had to deposit some money, so, like, it was busy, so I got it, but I was standing there for 10 minutes, and, like, just the, just, like, me standing there for 10 minutes was making me shake, and it was getting me so annoyed, I, like, kept my calm, and I'm, like, okay, it's okay, it's okay, like, I'm, I'm next, I'm next, and it didn't happen, and I, like, I stood, I stood there, some, like, but yeah. it, it was, like, it was an intense 10 minutes. I was, like, oh, my God, I'm ready to, like, knock somebody out because I'm so mm-hmm. annoyed right now. Impatience is a big thing, and I think that, like, it's it's something I've had to learn. And I, I also think that, like, this whole, like, tech world feeds into the impatience because, like, anything we're doing, it's, like, at the snap of our wrist. And I'm, like, well, like, that's not how life is. And, like, yeah. Exactly. I Yeah. Just because... um. Just because, like, everything that we do... Because um, everything we've done is is that our parents have told us or, or we've heard from society or anything in general. It's always, okay, don't look at the past now. Look at the future, right? But nobody taught us, okay, look at the present moment. Look at what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It's always been, okay, look ahead. Like, look to your future. Yeah. You know, you have so many brighter things in your future. I'm like, yeah, but what about all the brighter things that are happening right now? Yeah, for sure. And I think that, like, that also, like, it's, like, going back to this whole, like, relationships and college and everything and, like, learning to live in the present moment is so big because I think that I get ahead of myself and, like, Brachi and I were talking about this earlier where, like, the moment I find something wrong with someone, I, like, completely write them off and it's, like, really bad because, like, I know that, like, I might not make the best per- first impression for yeah. sometimes and it's, like, learning that, like, I just can't. Like, you have to, like live in the present yes there might be things that are wrong you might like have to overcome a hurdle in the future but like don't always think about those hurdles. yeah I always I always have to keep it in my head do not judge a book by its cover Mm -hmm. but I mean at the same time it is hard because like first impressions yeah but I feel like at the same time I give like so many people the benefit of the doubt when I I mean at times where I shouldn't have but I'm still like oh well they were nervous like oh this is our first time meeting maybe they don't always like this yeah and then that it kept egging on and egging on I'm like oh well they were having a bad day like I'm making excuses for them to validate how they were making me feel and I'm and I like at some point I just had to stop it and I was yeah. like all right I'm over it which is kind of funny because I'm the complete opposite and I will I will if if you make me mad for a second like yeah, I will you go are, off. you are very well you're well spoken like you will tell someone well me I thought I would tell someone yeah but I, I am you're confrontational you will tell someone yeah. I am very non-confrontational I will mm-hmm. not say a word I will like in my head I'll be like this is what's bothering me but I won't I won't say it out loud yeah because it, it's so bad but it's because I don't want to embarrass them because like I don't want to yeah because I don't want to make them feel bad it's not it's not even about me because I'm like okay I can handle it yeah. but it's them it's like oh man they're gonna get in a bad mood mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to ruin it and then I've never thought about it that way like yeah. I've never heard someone not want to be confrontational because they don't want to ruin theirs but that's like it shows yeah. your empathy which is good yeah I've got feelings for everybody else but myself. <laughs> You're getting better about it, so that's that is I'm. true. I've like, yeah, me and Roshi, we we open up <laughs> in our own ways, <laughs> through laughs. We laugh our, we laugh everything away. Yeah, no, it's fine though. Yeah, we're, we're fine. <laughs> we'll make it through eventually, but 
yeah, I think that's a big thing. Like just being confrontational. I also think that sometimes I'm a little bit too confrontational, and like my mom and my sister tell me that I need to calm down a little bit. One time I was wearing this um oversized gray shirt and these pink shorts, and I was at Roshi's house, and she's like, "Bachi, your outfit doesn't even match." And I'm over here like, oh, "I know, but like I didn't have anything else to wear." I don't it remember was, saying this. it was as the kids why me thing. Oh. You remember you're like, Bachi, your outfit doesn't even match. And I'm over here like, I know, but like I'm about to eat a whole bunch of food, so I need some stretchy pants or something. Yeah, I think that like the way that I deliver things needs to like get a little bit better. Like I no, don't it was but it was funny. I was, I was like, I know I don't match, but the fact that she just called me out on it really shows that like yeah. I'm as I'm looking as stupid as I think I am. Which is like bad because I also look stupid half the time but I think that that's one of my greatest strengths that I've like learned how to tell people how it is yeah and like I need to start sugarcoating certain things because I know that I can hurt people in the process of that but yeah it's really a mental thing because I like evaluate them in my head and I'm like okay can they handle it or can they not handle it yeah and if they cannot handle it then I'm like okay no see like there's certain people I can have real conversations with yeah where I can be like honest with them like my friend Helen like I can tell her straight up yeah because she's like you know she tells me the same thing she's like Prachi well you're doing this and you need to yeah. know about that and I tell her that like I tell her how I'm feeling too but there's like other people where I'm like I I I don't know how you're gonna react to what I'm saying. I don't know if you're gonna take this in a positive way, which I really mean to like mm-hmm. say it in a positive way, or if you're gonna take it the complete opposite and think of it as like the worst thing I've ever said. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was talking to one of my friends about this, and she was like, "I think that the way to differentiate like a really good friendship, or even like a relationship, like I don't think that I would ever want to walk on eggshells with my like whoever I'm dating, like even if it's like a casual yeah. dating thing, like I'm not gonna." Like, I'm not going to do it. It, It's not my personality. But, like, you know that you're in a true friendship if you can be, like, open and honest and also have, like, tough conversations with them and, like, debate. Like, I think that I need, as a challenger, I need someone to challenge me. The hard, I feel like the hard conversations are the best conversations. Yeah. Sometimes, like, getting through on the other side, you really have a better understanding of each Mm -hmm. other. And I really like that. And that's why, like, another thing why I like not surface-level conversations and not just, like everyone all in a room together because exactly. it's hard to like like i'm not gonna open up about my f- deepest darkest secrets to like everybody everyone even if, if you I can would, do that yeah. then good for you but we we can't do that <laughs> like separately i would like my best friends i would go and talk to them about it but it's like it's a lot it is it is a lot and it's just like it um also it has to be in the right environment so like if you're with like eight or nine people like you know at a at a gathering or something and someone asks you that's like another thing i um i always never like talking about my feelings just because i never want to be put on the spot mm-hmm. and it's because like it's so much pressure and stress when you're put on the spot because like even on the girls trip yeah like they're like i feel like some of them are like prachi you like because i was quiet a lot of the time but that's just because everybody was opening up about their feelings and i'm over here like yeah like i don't do that mm-hmm. like i like yeah but it's like it's some of the like it's some of the sly stuff like you just have to catch on to what i'm saying to really it's like it's it's very underneath yeah and i think that's the same with me like i like i don't open up to many people and when i do i'm like stressed because i'm like uh i don't know if i'm gonna like like i feel like i'm putting something on them and i don't really like talking about like i i don't know it's just a thing that i need to like get over because like i love being that person for other people and listening Mm -hmm. to their problems and i'm like i need to like find out how to do yeah exactly yeah no i feel like what you and i both have is like emotional guilt like i feel well i don't know about you Mm -hmm. maybe but i am i feel guilty when i tell people my feelings just because i don't know what they're going through so i'm always like well you know i have that like i'm feeling this way like i I completely invalidate my feelings just because i'm like okay well you know what i have all i have this beautiful life that i'm living right now Mm -hmm. like i have a roof over my head food on the table i have you know so many amazing people in my life but at the same time i'm feeling like this and then there's all people you know right next to me that i didn't even know and they could have it like 20 times worse than i do Mm -hmm. but realizing now like working through it through quarantine i realized that i really need to stop invalidating my feelings and realize them what they are and i'm allowed to feel how i feel you know what i mean and 
I mean, I think we might be running almost over. But I think the last thing I want to say is like the big, like the, I think my favorite question to ask people now, and I know like what they respond, like however they respond is like definitely a significant, like it's a signifying way of like our relationship is like when I just ask someone how they're doing, like I'm like, yeah. how are you doing? Because that like one time I was talking to one of my friends about it, or I, I just texted her those like, four words (laughs) and she like sent me like a couple paragraphs and I was like this is like she was like thank you for asking like it's like all you need to ask yeah and like some people like I hate it when I'm like I'm not gonna go out of my way because a I'm like a terrible texture and I'm like oh how are you doing and all they say is like good and I understand like some people don't love like saying it but I'm like if I'm gonna give you like like I'm I'm really like trying to like yeah you're putting out a hand so I mean they might yeah. as well I hope they reach for it and like pull mm-hmm. back a little bit you know what I mean yeah, yeah no I get what you mean that's a good question to ask I really feel um, what I do is like whenever I'm like trying to figure out if so I always try to figure out if it's like uh, both it's if it's, if it's a beneficial relationship going both ways right so if I ever I'm not a texter but and everybody can vouch for that I suck <laughs> at texting. But if I do text you, you're special. And also, um, yeah. if if I text you and then you text me back and like we you know we go back and forth and then our conversation ends because you know that's how it usually happens yeah. with some people. Like I don't I don't have constant conversations. It's like a this is how it is. Like yada yada yeah. yada. Okay, you're good. Sounds good. All right, done. And then so after that, after I text them, it's not that I don't want to text them again I do but I have to realize that if this is a beneficial relationship then they need to text me too and I've like realized that those people who do text me back and like especially during corona like I really figured out which relationships are beneficial and which ones are really just I'm putting in the effort and nobody's putting in the effort like back Mm, yeah because even me and you like you ask me how I'm doing and I ask you how you're doing and ours is a very beneficial relationship which I value a lot and there are a lot of relationships out there that I realized aren't beneficial both ways yeah and it sucks to let go of friends like yeah like I've I think that friendships are great and they're like beautiful and there's times in your life where you're gonna like I I think that like some friendships phase out and it's okay for these friendships to phase out even if there isn't like a like a bad reason why they phased out it's just like we don't like need each other like mm-hmm. I that sounds so bad but like I like you there's like some that you need some that you don't and it's like yeah that and that it is how it is I feel like a lot of people it goes back to the pressure thing I feel like especially during corona we put a lot of pressure on our friendships especially yeah. because we were alone and we we're like oh well I just want them to make sure that you know we're still friends but at the same time I had to realize okay well if I'm like if I have this in my head and I'm putting all this pressure on myself to make sure this friendship is good and they're over here like sitting down like yippity doo they're just having the time of their life not thinking about anything then why am I putting so much time and effort and conscious thought into them mm-hmm. when they're over here just sitting here yippity yeah. doo you know all this other stuff yeah it's it's hard to find beneficial relationships but when you do find them you know that's gonna last a long time yeah for sure. that's like one of the things and I'd rather have quality friendships over quantity friendships mm-hmm. and know? I think that's something that I'm struggling with like now as like a graduating senior and thinking about where all my friends are going to be and how these yeah like I see my like I talked to a couple friends who have just graduated and they're already struggling and they're like we don't know how like like we used to see each other all the time and it was like a 24 7 thing and that's also how like relationships are in college I feel like you're just basically like together all the time Mm -hmm. and like I'm like interested to see how navigating that like without the whole 24-7 aspect is. And I think living alone has taught me, like, how to navigate that. But, yeah. yeah. It's also, like, um, I mean, and any type of relationship that you're in. Um, even, like, in middle school, we didn't really, we weren't really the same pe- friends with people we were in high school, right? Yeah. In high school, like, you're not, you're not, like, you find a completely different group mm-hmm. of people in college. And, yeah, you're still friends with some people from high school, but the, it, all the people that you used to talk to, like, oh, my God, lifelong besties. Like, oh, my, we're going to hang out, like, all the time. You don't know. You're not going to do that, literally. Yeah. 
it's the few that you carry with you and then the few that you actually do carry with you are the ones who value your life the most I feel Mm -hmm. like yeah and I mean every step of the way I feel like you're always going to find new relationships and new friendships and new everything so it's just taking it for what it is we'll see who our bridesmaids end up being I think that's like right now oh my god I have so many on my list that I have to include and like I feel like it's as many as I think that I'm gonna have right now it's like once life actually hits like we're like low-key in a limbo where we can do whatever we want we're in college like we have so much free time but like yeah catch me in like let's let's put it seven years when i get married (laughs) what oh you'll be 28 yeah but i think that'll make the most sense for like me with medical school and stuff yeah dude i don't even know when i'm getting married who knows maybe i'll be married next year y'all Arranged marriage coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> Brown way or no way. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Oh, I can't imagine either of us doing that. Yeah, no. I'm too headstrong for that. My parents asked me. They're like, they're like, they're like, Brachi, we'll find your. No, my mom said this. My mom's like, Brachi, I'll find your husband for you. I said, Mom, if you do that, I'm literally running away. <laughs> I'm never talking to you guys again. And then in the back of my head, I was like, damn, I ain't got no money. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? I was like, oh, I'll figure it out. It's okay. I think arranged marriages would be a cool thing for you to talk about, though. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. And, like, people who are, like, low, like somewhat arranged where it's, like, the nowadays where you just, like, yeah. get their bio data, but you can still pick and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be kind of funny because I have three, like, my dad's side of the family is three different relationships because my, um, my parents are arranged marriage. My dad's sister and her husband, um, they met each other through, like, the arrangement kind of thing, but they dated. Yeah, I think that's really cool that they got to do that. Yeah, that's really cool. And then my dad's brother, they are not arranged. They're they're a love marriage. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. I have, like, three different types of relationships in my family, and it's it's interesting to talk about. It's, like, interesting to see the dynamics Mm -hmm. and see what, what, what each relationship um what what's a part of each relationship yeah, and the what's morals the, and yeah, values the, yeah based on all of them yeah it's crazy but i feel like it'll be so much fun well. all right well <laughs> I, that was a good conversation i really like that that was like that was like a scratch off of what we talk about in general yeah lots of different things that were going on but yeah all you need to know is that Prachi and I like to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, um, we don't need no new friends. <laughs> we are own friends. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I want to be friends with you guys. Yeah. We got we to gotta work on a beneficial relationship, you know? <laughs> you get me, I get you. We got each other. All right. Uh, I think that's it for this one. Yeah. We need to have more of these. I really like this. This yeah. is so much fun. Um, yeah, so I will talk to you guys next week, and I hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and it's something that made you smile. I'm planning on uploading a new podcast every Tuesday, so be ready. I hope this week brings you happiness and lots of good energy. You are so special and beautiful, and you make the world an amazing place. I am so appreciative for you guys. Thank you for spending your time with me and I will see you all soon. What a wonderful world.